I think today is a day that many of us are going to remember for a long time, you know, waking up to the news that Russia had indeed uh, done what had been feared for ages now. They lied uh, while they were assembling troops on uh, the border of Ukraine. And yesterday they definitely uh, followed through with uh, Putin's plan, which he had been planning for months now. In fact, some would argue years after he annexed Crimea, uh, Crimea, uh, that he was going to invade uh, Ukraine. And we're finding out today uh, Ukrainians are trying to escape, trying to gas up as quickly as possible. They're lined up to get out and to uh, flee a very dangerous situation. We have not seen, um, according to uh, NATO's Secretary General in a press conference he held earlier today, this kind of war in Europe. It's the type we have not felt. It, we we thought it was relegated to history. And, and Russia has completely shut down a possibility of a diplomatic solution. Now, whether you have family in Ukraine or not, or ties to uh, Ukraine, I think all of us look at what's going on right now. There's a very uh, significant possibility of global war and, uh, you know, Canada getting even more involved if NATO gets involved. And NATO has sent out a very strong warning. Do not mess with us. If we see you move at all, Russia, we're in. So it is going to affect us. I think um, most certainly and... Um, you know, most immediately it will affect us via gas prices. Yesterday I read that oil prices were heading towards $100 U.S. a barrel. Analysts had said that the chance of crude smashing that threshold greatly depends on what happens in next in Ukraine. Well, we know what happened last night. Russia invaded. So what kind of effect will this have on the, uh, the, the chances of crude reaching $100 U.S. a barrel? Dan McTagg joins the show now, president of Canadians for Affordable Energy, to give us an idea. Welcome to the show, Dan. Uh, yeah, which was another topic, but boy, uh, talk about something that is for the uh, foreseeable future. Uh, this is the story now in the world and certainly here in Canada. How is uh, this Russian ev- invasion affecting the market right now as far as the, the, the price of uh, oil? Well, obviously, every other commodity and every other market is being affected negatively. Uh, everything is moving down by 3 or 4%, including Canadian stocks. The one thing that's not being hit is uh, obviously the price of oil and natural gas. Both those uh, are now nearing uh, records we haven't seen. Uh, In the case of oil, we're now moving back to prices we haven't seen since the beginning of August, not October, August 2014. Uh, We're coming back to the reality of $100 oil at a time in which the Canadian dollar is much weaker. Uh, We're seeing natural gas move up. Uh, Last I checked, it was up about 5%. Uh, that is a signal, a 4.5%. That's a signal, I think, that uh, we're about to see uh, an energy spike uh, and an energy super bubble, if you will, uh, in which I don't think $100 oil is going to be uh, any debate. I think we're going to $130 for West Texas Intermediate and then probably $140 for uh, for Brent. We haven't, the other shoe hasn't dropped. You've, you've alluded to it very, very clearly and uh, gave us the perfect uh, Introduction, NATO has to respond. Uh, is isn't just, uh, you know, potential uh, uh, deployment, but also more importantly, and as importantly, the sanctions. And the sanctions will be directed against, uh, you know, Russia's bread and butter, which, of course, is oil, 
and natural gas, of which it supplies a significant amount, not just to Europe, but even to the United States and, dare I say, Canada, which imported half a billion dollars in Russian oil last year, believe it or not, for a country that's supposed to be blessed with the third largest reserves in the world. So I suspect that's going to change very quickly, and so is the view of Canadians uh, of ignoring our oil and gas sector, because uh, now it uh, it becomes very real. If not, then uh, watch your pocketbooks. Dan, I think I can't be the only one that scratches their head, you know, when you say that we import Russian oil. What? Why? Because we don't have a pipeline going from uh, west to east. Uh, We have said, no, we don't want to do those things. Our obsession, our focus, as it has been in Europe and now in the United States, has been on climate change. (laughs) That's important. But I think there's a geopolitical issue here now that has emerged. And Putin, make no mistake, has played this climate uh, uh, you know, thing to his advantage. He knows that Europe is on its knees. Energy prices there have tripled. Many electrical companies, many uh, production companies have had difficulty supplying their own manufacturing. Uh, Europe is now in a bad situation where it has uh, relied almost exclusively on Russia for natural gas. Uh, Russia is the third largest producer of oil in the world, 11 million barrels a day, roughly. You know, it changes by day by day. And the only country now that's willing to do business with them and is more than happy to do that is their other friend, uh, part of the what I consider the axis of evil. That's an old term, but it uh, does China. Uh, why do you think Putin met with uh, Xi Jinping just before the Olympics? We knew this was going to happen. We knew that that was his way out and that he could basically thumb his nose at the rest of the world and attack a democratic, innocent country like uh, like Ukraine. So uh, all aside, I think it's time for Canadians to, um, and I'm saying this politely, wake up. You've got the energy resources that could push back hard on uh, on Russia. Uh, non, you know, this 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 non-starter of an argument that we should shut down our natural gas and oil sector and not have energy security in this country, much less North America, is now putting us in a very vulnerable position. And it's time that we wake up to certain realities. Uh, and if you don't wake up to that, then you're going to love what this is going to do to gas prices starting uh, Saturday. Uh, you know, you're looking at a price increase of at least seven cents a liter, unless the market should change today. Uh, more than likely eight. Uh, and of course, NATO's response will push that even higher as we see oil moving towards that uh, $130 a barrel over the next couple of weeks. You say seven or eight cents. I haven't filled up my car for a while, Dan, um, you know, because I don't have to drive very much right now. But what am I looking at at the pumps? Like, am I going to freak out? Yeah, 166, 9, 150, 65, 9. So one and two thirds. Uh, uh, toonies to buy a a liter of gasoline and uh, it won't just stop obviously on gasoline it's diesel it's pretty much the cost of doing business in this country that's going to hit food prices that's going to hit public transport prices etc so get ready it's going to get really painful and very quickly dan mctagg is president of canadians for affordable energy dan russia produces 10 percent of the global oil supply Give us an idea of what happens. I mean, you know, you alluded to the fact that they knew this was going to happen. They knew that uh, Europe was in a situation and had gotten them, the West had gotten themselves into a situation and their quest to, you know, depend on them for, for um, oil. Okay. Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, they, they're, there's Putin holding the cards. Uh, if he decides, you know, with further sanctions, I'm going to pull the plug on the uh, oil. What happens then? Yeah, well, oil hits that $130, $150. Can you, here's the problem. The Canadian dollar is not responding. We have the petrodollar protecting us in the past. But because we don't sell a lot of that stuff, and what we do sell is very hard to get to market, uh, it takes 100 and t- I couldn't believe it this morning. I thought, well, oil's going up. Uh, we should see the Canadian dollar rise in, re- relative to the U.S. greenback. Instead, it turtled. It dropped a percent and a half. That adds the cost of every commodity in this country. 
So, you know, the good old days of being shielded by our Canadian dollar, the petrodollar, it no longer applies. So what Putin has done is effectively raise the cost of living for everybody, ultimately by an extra 2 or 3%, should this conflict uh, escalate and go on for an extended period of time. Uh, I don't see a, a way out of this, but again, I'm not a geopolitical uh, scientist. I'll let right. uh, those folks over there know that. But I do know this. Oil and gas are central to the global economy, and they're central to the lives of Canadians. And as much as we want to ignore them, if we want to vilify them, we want to play this woke game, the reality is that uh, these are things we can't ignore. And over the next month or two, I think a lot of Canadians are going to be brought to the financial brink as a result of this. All right. Well, Dan, I always appreciate you coming on, even though usually when we have you on the show. It's never good news. No. Why is that, Dan? I'm I'm becoming the voice of doom. I don't like it, but uh, at least you got a heads up, hopefully. Hopefully you get out and gas up today. So what do we do? We get out, we gas up, we try and, um, you know, make sure we're, we're prepped for the inevitable, yep. which is, you know, save where you can, because you're probably not going to be able to save at the pumps. Exactly. Uh, you know, buy what you can now and not hoard, but buy what you yeah. can now and uh, and hope for the best. We don't have an energy crisis in Canada, but what's happened is we are an international uh, price taker. And so we Canadian dollar. Uh, you know, and uh, combined with higher oil prices means uh, less driving, less travel, less a lot of other things, just as the economy is trying to come out of this COVID, post-COVID period. Uh, look, if I had to write a book about this, Kelly, uh, this would be the worst case scenario. And it's unfolding before our eyes. Again, that's not doomsday talk. That's simple reality. This kind of outcome was entirely predictable. The problem is that too many of us have spent a considerable amount of time thinking we could whisk such an important strategic product away. I think that's going to change in the next couple of months and uh, maybe a little bit more balance in our narrative, especially from our politicians uh, who seem to be uh, acting uh, in a way that uh, is, uh, you know, uh, certainly detached from reality. Dan, I want to thank you for your time. Dan McTagg is president of Canadians for Affordable Energy. Thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Thanks, Kelly. Bye-bye. All right. Cheers.